Welcome back, Birth Addicts. I am so excited to bring another bonus episode, which is where we do these fun Q&As with birth professionals. And today we have Kendall from Beauty Birth Doula, and she is a doula, placenta encapsulator, and childbirth educator. And she did such a great job answering all these questions that you guys submitted on Birth Addicts Instagram. We are going to talk all about what type of support doulas give during pregnancy, during the birth, and even postpartum. We talk about how providers feel about doulas. We talk about the on-call life, and we get to hear all about what it's like to encapsulate a placenta. Thank you so much for submitting all these awesome questions. Let's get into it. so much for coming on and talking to us about all things birth, doula life, and placenta encapsulation. We have so many questions for you today, but will you please start by introducing yourself and talking a little bit about your business? Yeah, of course. My name is Kendall Beeler. I'm the owner of Beauty Birth Doula in Middle Tennessee. I'm in a military town, so Clarksville, Tennessee, close to Fort Campbell. Um, I am a doula, labor and birth support doula. Uh, I am certified through Cardinal Birth. Um, I'm a placenta encapsulation specialist, also through Cardinal Birth. And um, I do postpartum, lactation support, just all things birth. <laughs> First question we have for you is how do you most often support women in labor? Yeah, so... The most important part is presence. Just me being there, being a third voice for them is really helpful. Um, Giving the spouse, if there is one, partner or whatever, a break every now and then. Um, But also my clients really love just a gentle touch. Just knowing someone is there to support them um, and that they're not doing it alone is the most important part for me. Um, And then, of course, you know, everyone loves some double hit squeezes and all that good stuff too but the gentle touch really seems to be the game changer perfect so both like holding space for them and being there physically to touch and to support do you usually meet your doula clients in person before the birth I like this yes so I always do a free meet and greet with every package that I have um and then depending on what package they choose based on their needs um I will do one to two prenatal visits unless it's like the two that I mentioned where they hired me same day we didn't get the chance to do that Um, and that's okay too I really love the prenatal visits because it gives Um, us a chance to learn each other, but also to train their body and know what to expect with labor and not just go in blind. So I like to call them the birth prep visits. So, you know, it is the preparation for game day. Yeah. And do you usually meet them at one of their prenatal appointments or do you come to their house or meet them somewhere else? Um, So usually the meet and greets are very informal. We'll meet for coffee or we'll go to lunch, something like that, where we can just chat. And then when we get in the prenatal visits, I usually like to go to their home because we do laboring positions, birthing positions, and then talk about the more uncomfortable things that are to come. 
Um, and I love to have partners involved in that as well. I do a lot of partner coaching because it's so important for them to be present. And these moms really deserve to have um, that experience where they look back and know that their partner was present for them and just was involved and knew what to do. So they, they really appreciate that as well. Yeah, that's awesome. It almost sounds like it. it's kind of like a form of like a one-on-one birthing class to yes, prepare. It is. I am a childbirth educator. I forgot to mention that. But, um, yeah, so that I, I don't really charge extras or all that. I just think that it makes my job easier for them to have that education. Yeah, that's really incredible. Oh, I love this question. What is your favorite part of labor or birth? Oh, I might tear up at this one. I love it. <laughs> so my favorite, favorite part is when baby comes out and mom is holding her, her or him and she just, ah, just breathes. And it's like all of it was worth it. Yeah. All of the intensity, the waves, all the adrenaline, it was, it was worth it because their precious angel is in their arms. Yeah, I bet. And I think it's the best part. I bet that's incredible to witness, too. That is so cool. It is. And I cry every time. I always tell my clients, like, I'm so sorry, but I'm probably going to cry if it comes out. <laughs> that's sweet that you are, like, so emotionally invested in your, all your clients. Uh, yes. I mean, I tell my clients, you know, this is not over when baby comes. We've I've spent these months growing relationships with them, and, you know, we text all the time. It's not just strictly professional. I have some clients that I still hang out with and, you know, I've been watching their children grow and it's just really amazing to grow, to see that and um, to be able to support them, not only in their pregnancy and birth, but also flourishing as a family. Yeah, that's so incredible. I like this question. How do providers feel about you being present? Ooh. <laughs> not great. Um, well, you know, it kind of depends. Some are very, very pro doula. Um, we have a birth center in Nashville, which is Vanderbilt Birth Center, and they actually encourage all the, of their patients to hire a doula, which is incredible. Um, but then you get to like a normal hospital. And they do not want you there. Um, it and it is very unfortunate because we are seen as the people that talk back uh-huh. to the providers, and that's just not the case. Um, we're just there for the providers not to run over our clients, uh-huh. and that tends to be what happens without a doula. And it it's it's very sad that that's even the case. Yeah. Um, on the, at the military hospital, um, your care is kind of based on rank. And um, so if you're a lower rank, you're going to get the crappier care. Oh, no. If you're a higher rank, you're going to be treated like gold. And so that's why I really love to do military families, to make sure that they get the golden treatment regardless of the rank. Yeah. So... Wow. Well, so it seems like maybe just in the area you're in, there's kind of just a reputation that like doulas are going to be in the way maybe and make things a little bit more difficult or something. And, you know, we're in the South here, um, birth and pregnancy and breastfeeding 
isn't talked about enough anywhere, but especially in the South. Um, it is very frowned upon around here. Um, and then doulas are kind of seen as like a luxury instead of just a normal everyday experience. And I really, I'm, the goal is to one day it be normalized. Yeah. I love that you're working towards that. All right. Well, next we have what says, do you offer support? But I'm going to ask it like, what type of support do you offer postpartum? Because I know you already said that you stay in contact. (laughs) Yes. So um, after baby is born, I usually, depending on um, if they have a home birth or hospital birth, home birth, I'll usually go a little sooner because they're, they've been home for a little longer. Um, And then hospital birth, I'll go like, one or two days after they get discharged. Um, And basically what I do is I just go in, I usually take food with me or um, I just have like a vegetarian client that want to, you know, mess with that. So I just always take a small gift or something like that. Um, And then I check my lactation, making sure baby is latching well, Um, but also doing just a mental health check on them. Um, I don't sit down and ask them how they're feeling, but I can kind of gauge how um, they are feeling based on the support they're getting. Um, if the kiddos are just too much to handle or, you know, if they're just exhausted, then I'll take baby for a little bit and let mommy have a nap, do dishes, you know, whatever I feel like in the moment takes the most pressure off of them because I want them to to obviously feel well and you can't do that if if you're not in a good mental state so that's the most important part of the postpartum checks for me yeah that's incredible especially with covid it's hard for people to come in and help and Mm -hmm. and then you're a new mom you don't want people's hands on your baby that you're not familiar with or that haven't been around so Mm -hmm. i think it's nice for my clients to see a familiar face and then also just reminisce on their experience yeah and sometimes they're like wait what happened yeah (laughs) what did I say (laughs) yeah all the good stuff and we can kind of go over that yeah I think that is actually super helpful and I did that in various ways with my husband or my midwife or you know my sister-in-law was at my birth was like did this happen? Like how I remembered, mm-hmm. or do you remember that happened? Did this actually go down? And it's nice just to relive it, I guess. Right. Walk I through just it. Had a mom who delivered at home on her toilet, and she went from four centimeters to baby forehead out in two hours. Wow. And yes, she said, "What did I say?" And I said, "You said she's coming, and she was already out." wow yeah especially those fast labors they can be hard to process okay well next question is why did you become a doula yes so I love this question because so I'm just going to be really real um so I went the midwife hospital route um because I felt like it was right in the middle for me just natural enough, but still having the hospital as a backup because I didn't know what to expect. Um, I took hours and hours and hours of childbirth education classes, um, and I felt that I really had a voice going in. And then whenever I got there, it just didn't happen that way at all. Um, My midwife was incredible, but um, I was in a group where – 
you meet every single one at different appointments and she was the one I hadn't met uh-huh. so it was very unfortunate how that worked out but um I it probably had something to do with me being one of 29 other moms delivering in that hospital that day but I just didn't feel like I was heard or got the care that I deserved um my wife wasn't able to really speak up for me because she didn't know how to handle it um and she was exhausted and I was exhausted and in pain I got the epidural way too early um but I just didn't have anyone there to remind me why I was doing it or why I was there yeah and um I feel like my labor would have gone way way shorter if I had a third voice Mm -hmm. and I that's why I've always been obsessed with birth but that's mostly why I did this. Yeah, that's your why. I love it. Have you ever missed a birth? I was really hoping you would ask this question. So actually, two weeks ago, um, I had a mom who was, um, she was 41 weeks pregnant. So we knew that she was getting there. Um, she had done all the prep. Everything was great. Um, she texted me at 4 a.m. that she had been admitted to the hospital and she was five centimeters. So she said contractions are 10 minutes apart, not very um, painful at all. So I'm thinking, okay, well, I have time. Um, it's just a normal birth. Um, so I got there right at 6 and she had delivered at 5.53. Wow. <laughs> Yes, so I missed it. I did, um, but you know she was very grateful for the education that she had gotten up to that point, mm-hmm. and she did deliver her baby naturally, which was the goal. Mm-hmm. And, and you know everything went well. Yeah, well, it, it's nice that you do offer so much support before and after that. You know that if it if you do miss the birth, there's still a lot that they gain from having you. How long are you on call for? Um, so typically, um, I have my phone with me all the time. Um, but I I say that I'm on call for three to four weeks, um, kind of depending on. Usually, it's from like 37 weeks to 41 weeks, and of course, if they go over that, then I'll be still be on call. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always have my phone on me, so. I'm usually always on. I also do the placenta, so I have to be on call for that as well. We kind of touched on this. How long do you stay after the birth? Um, so depending on, I kind of have to gauge it by um, how tired mom is or, you know, if I feel like she needs more support. But usually I say one to two hours after birth. Of course, with home birth, I'm more involved with getting mom, um, you know, in bed, latched, and everything like that. So, but in the hospital, they kind of take the reins of that. Mm-hmm. So usually, I'm out of there faster when it's a hospital birth. This one wasn't on there, but I'm just curious if you ever take pictures for the families. Yes, so I do take them on my phone um, the best I can. I'm no professional, but this last work, I got some of the best pictures I've ever gotten. 
So I'm very excited about that. And I think that birth photography could be in my future. So I'm, I'm very excited to explore that. Yeah, I'd say birth photos are just priceless. They're amazing. So that's yes. so cool that yeah. even those foam photos, those are so nice to have. I think yeah. moms always regret not having them, so I take them anyways, just in case. Okay, now into some placentas. <laughs> okay, yes. well, first up, and I know just a little bit about this process, so I'm excited to hear more about it. How do you encapsulate a placenta? Yeah, so it sounds really um, odd, but no, the clients never have to see this happen. So sometimes they're a little bit grossed out when I'm telling them, but... Um, so basically what happens is I pick up the placenta from the hospital or home or wherever. Um, I bring it home and clean it. Um, and then I steam it for 30 minutes and that just gets the bacteria out of it. Um, and then I dehydrate it for 12 to 14 hours, depending on how long it needs or how big it is. And then I grind it up and fill the capsules. And you said you were certified in this. So what is the training like for learning how to encapsulate a placenta? So really, it's anyone can do it. It's so easy. I did um, kind of mentor under another doula in the area to watch her do it. Um, but mostly the training that I did for it was just videos. And then, you know, you learn as you go. I'm still learning every way, every time I do it, better ways to do it or easier cleanup or, you know, all yeah. that stuff. But um, it's very, it's a very easy training. It sounds like a lot, but it's not. Yeah. So you can just do it all online and then be certified and know all how to do it. But that's cool that you were able to kind of shadow somebody to see yes. it and happen. In front Almost of intimidating with my first one and you have to get a lot of equipment mm -hmm. um so it was nice to see what her process was um and then tweak it as I go yeah what works best for me this question's amazing <laughs> do placentas smell no <laughs> <laughs> um so when they're steaming they can be a little funky. But, uh, my wife always plugs her nose anytime she's in the house whenever I'm doing it. Or she walks around like with blinders on. She doesn't want to see it. Um, but I steam mine with ginger, lemon, turmeric, and cayenne pepper. So oh. it really takes like the smell out of it. And it almost smells just like an essential oil. Yeah. Whenever it's done. Um, so yeah, it's not bad at all. This is interesting. So how do you transport the placenta from the birth to your house, I guess, where you encapsulate it? Um, okay. So have you ever seen Grey's Anatomy whenever they're carrying around the organ cooler? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's literally what I have. <laughs> I just put like trash bags in the bottom of it and then, um, just throw it in there basically and then leave um sometimes the hospital will put it in like little um, plastic containers and like a biohazard uh, bag but most of the time I just put it in my own and so do your clients who give birth in the hospital have to like let their providers know ahead of time that they want to keep it Yes. So usually they have to sign a paper saying that they're giving them the placenta. Um, and usually it's not an issue with them, except if they 
test positive for strep B. Mm. Um, and then they're kind of iffy about it. Um, there are such a lack of studies with all things pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they usually use those studies back from 2016, 2015, just to use those scare tactics so that they don't take them home. Um, but you can usually just tell the provider that you're going to bury it or it's, you know, a religious ritual, which is a thing. Yeah. Um, and they'll usually, they can't argue with that. So. Yeah. And do you have to pick it up in a certain amount of time from the hospital? So I always pick it up as soon as I can. So mom will text me when she's in labor and then she'll text me when she's had baby and I'll go as soon as I get that text. Um, so within 24 hours, and then it's usually done and back to mom within 48 hours. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Those are all of my questions. So Yay. wasn't sure um, if you had anything else that you wanted to talk about, any like specific topics you that you wanted to discuss? You know, I just think that the doula world is very um, foreign to a lot of people. And I wish that it wasn't. I think that every expecting person deserves to have that third ear there. Um, but also the support. Um, it never hurts to just have someone there with you that's trained. Um, a spouse, um, I hate to say it, but just doesn't have the training to help in those situations, but also needs support for themselves. So I think every person deserves it, no matter if they have one support person, zero support people, or 20. Um, Having someone trained is really worth it and worth the investment. Will you tell everybody where we can find you online or contact you? Yes. So I am, currently my website is beautybirthdoula.com. Um, you can always text me, uh, 615-289-1983. Um, I'm on Facebook at Beauty Birth Doula. And then I'm also on Instagram, Beauty Birth Doula Tennessee. Perfect. And I will make sure those are all linked and available for people to find. So thank you, Kendall, so much for coming on and answering all of our questions. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. And thanks for having me. Thank you, Kendall, so much for coming on and answering all of our questions. I have so many more amazing birth professionals, doulas, midwives, OBGYNs, labor and delivery nurses, lactation consultants, birth photographers, you name it. I've got them all ready to answer your guys' questions for these super fun bonus episodes that will only be available in the Patreon group and Patreon will be launching in May. So keep an eye out on Birth Addicts Instagram for more information on how to join the Patreon in May. See you later, Birth Addicts!